All right, Sally Lucas, our travel guide is here. Sally, uh, on time. You are on time. Normally, what happens because um, you actually look after the calls for Dennis, mm-hmm. and um, you're still sort of tidying that up. And I'm like, okay, news is finished. <laughs> Weather's about to start. I'll Where look is for, she? Where's Sally? And but she always bounces in on time. Of course, Dennis uh, taking a break this week. He's on location. You were here like eight minutes before, and it's like, well, that's throwing me off my axis too. I know. <laughs> I, I'm throwing you completely off kilter today. But anyway, there we go. Look, a couple of uh, locations today, so they couldn't be further apart, really, could they? No. The Kimberley and Norway. So one extreme to the other. <laughs> if you don't like the cold or the heat, well, you're in a bit of trouble. But uh, I'm sure we'll find something for you in both of those. Talking travel with our uh, travel guide, Sally Lucas, who is here today having a look at... Well, I know we'll be getting overseas shortly, Sally, but first we'll uh, take a trip to uh, the northern part of the country, up around the Kilburn... Kil- up there, up there, yeah, up there. It's the end of the week, Mark. I understand. I, it really is. Because <laughs> this is the last thing you I need have to the do. weekend I off. Do. You <laughs> do. Anyways, we. I know we have talked about this area before, but it is such a beautiful area. As I've said to you, the Antarctic, the white, the purity, the Kimberley, the red, the ochre, mm. and then the turquoise water. So beautiful, both absolute beautiful destinations. And I thought, well, if mainly, I've mainly talked about the coast, but of course there's a lot more to that part of Western Australia is the inland part of, of the Kimberley. Now, Broome itself, of course, it, it's tropical, it's rich in cultural heritage because going back to the pearling days of the late 1880s, so it's a real potpourri and melting pot still of, of different nationalities, including, of course, the uh, heritage of the Indigenous Aboriginal people as well. So Broome itself straddles a narrow peninsula and the main town borders the sheltered area of Roebuck Bay, which is famous for what they call the stairway to the moon. So at certain times of the year with the full moon, when it shines on Roebuck Bay, it looks like you could walk How cool all the is way that? up to the moon. Yeah. It's quite spectacular. Um, Unless it's cloudy, of course. Yes, Then well, you're buggered. But... It, usually, it usually isn't, but there you go in that part of the world, except, I suppose, if you're up there in their stormy season, of mm. course. Um, of course, you've got wonderful Aboriginal art there, and, of course, you've got the world's oldest operating open-air cinema at Sun Pictures, which is also mm. in Broome. But away from Broome, again, you've got the Dampier Peninsula, which is north of Broome. And again, as I've just mentioned, you've got these beautiful, what you know, ochre-coloured cliffs, white sandy beaches, the turquoise Indian Ocean to the north and the west, and the King Sound to the east. And that is a wonderful place to go. And along the 200-kilometre road, you can go to the tip of the peninsula called Cape Lebec, which is quite spectacular. And if you haven't got time to do that by road, you can do a wonderful flight out of Broome over Cape Lebec and all that whole archipelago, which is which So that would be cool as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So uh, yeah, they've got a wonderful visitor centre there as well. Sometimes you've got to make sure if you're going into um, Aboriginal community areas that you might need a permit. So always check with your uh, visitor centre or even check before you go or your local Broome visitor centre to sure you've got the correct permit if it is you know, somewhere you're going that requires a permit. So just remember to always do that. And, of course, everyone's heard of Cable Beach, 22 kilometres of white powdery shoreline, which is just wonderful, where you can do the sunset camel ride. And I've even done that. I know it's probably touristy and everything, but it, I just I think camels are fascinating creatures and it, it is just something lovely to do at sunset along that Cable Beach. But, you know, it's the old when in Rome, isn't it? I mean, you are going as yeah. a tourist. I mean, unless you've done it a few other times before. I mean, that would be something really nice to do while you're there. Of course it is. And then you've got nearby Gantome Point. Now, 
that's where you get the the real absolute dinosaur footprints. You know that we've got a few of these areas in mm. Australia where we can prove we've had dinosaurs here, and that's one of them. So keep that in mind as well. Um, and you've got all these other beautiful falls, like Mitchell Falls, and then on the edge of the continental shelf, you've got the Raleigh Shoals Marine Park and Mermaid Reef Marine Park, and these are there. And they are protecting three ring-shaped coral reefs, which creates an absolute underwater paradise. So you can do charters if you want to go out to those shoals. So if you've, they're based in, in um, Broome itself and you're not even doing the inland road, there's so much you can do mm. out of Broome. Um, of course, you can do the old Gibb River Road, which is a dirt road, but you want to make sure you check on conditions, etc., for that. So, you, you know, that's if you're driving yourself, of course. Uh, remember, if you're hiring a car, you can't take it off-road. It's got to be on sealed sealed roads only when you're doing that so do keep that in mind but is once you go right through you can you can go to Kununurra and Kununurra of course is where you, you can go into Purnalulu or the Bungle Bungles which are just spectacular and the flight over them to see these mounds of rock that are like beehive shaped with all these stri- striations around them in colours and then there's one escarpment that you fly over before you get there and it's like a breaking wave it just looks like you can imagine it was all underwater once mm-hmm. and you can just see that it looks like the shape of this wonderful so if you're only going to go by land it's I've said before, to do an aerial tour of any of these places, you get the mag, mag can't say the word, mag, magnitude, mag, maybe, yeah, of, of the actual, yes, yep. you know, the size. Hey, you saved me, I saved you. you. Yeah, we <laughs> saved each other. So, yeah, so whether you're at Uluru, whether you're at Kakadu, whether you're here in the Bungles or, you know, over Broome, if you've got the time and, you know, as long as you're not Obviously, a person who has fear of flying isn't going to do it. But, you know, do either a fixed wing or a helicopter flight over these areas. And honestly, it is just so mind-blowingly beautiful and you'll get some stunning photos. But you can drive, as I said, as well, if you're wanting to do that. So there's so much to do in and around that. And you've got the Buccaneer Archipelago, which is a, chi- a chain of islands that runs along the Kimberley Coast too. And you've got the Horizontal Falls, which they you think is weird. What's a horizontal fall? But mm. it's because they've got this incredible tide. So your tide, I can't think how many metres the tide is now, but it's huge. So when there's a gap in this rock, two, two rocks, if you like, and then the water rises, and, but in the low tide... So it looks like a big waterfall, a horizontal waterfall Mm. flowing through the rocks. And they take you through that. If you're um, on one of the cruise ships, which I was on, you can go through on a Zodiac and they just go whiz you through. It's really weird because you go up like this and then you're coming back out. (laughs) So that's something fabulous you can do as well. Then, as I said before, you've got Central Kimberley, you've got Fitzroy Crossing, Halls Creek. Um, That highway through from Broome to Kununurra is about 1,044 kilometres and that is sealed if you want to do that. But as I said, if you're an adventurer, you can do the Gibb River Road, but it's a four-wheel drive road. Um, But, yeah, look, there's just so much to do up there, Mark. Yeah, for sure. You know, even if you're not going to drive, because it's a hell of a long way to drive all the way there and still do it. But certainly if you fly, even if you hire a vehicle to do the sealed road sections, or you can do a coach tour. There's some wonderful coach tours that operate from Broome to Darwin. (laughs) Some of them are glamping ones, which are lovely now, so it's all pre-erected tents. You get everything included, all your sightseeing, all your meals, you know. So there's you can do it any which way you like. There's so many different ways of doing it. All right, so it's certainly something for everybody and not, not a one-size-fits-all, but uh, different ways to do it, which is great. Absolutely. Yep, beautiful oh. part of our world. We are here uh, doing the Talking Travel thing. Of course, our travel guide Sally Lucas is here. She's leaving the red, dusty plains of parts of Australia, <laughs> heading across to continental Europe and uh, a trip through Norway, Sally. 
Yep, again, a most beautiful, beautiful country, Norway. If you haven't been, um, put it on your bucket list, please. It's just stunning. But you say that every week, so I, I mean, know. I'm going to need a 44-gallon drum to put all these all things. Your, I, I <laughs> know. It's, it's sad, isn't it? I mean, we're not going to do them all, are we? No. But anyhow, I'm sure we'll do some of them. Now, Hertie Gruten is the company that has run this coastal voyage now for 130 years. It's their 130th anniversary this year, and um, they've got some great um, discounts available too if you're still are thinking of doing one just to let you know that. They've got what they call their classic voyages or small group tours um, and if you want to go in summer you're going to have 24 hours of sunlight just about and if you want to go in winter then you're going to get not many hours of sunlight at all but you're going to get the aurora borealis okay now have you been to this part of the world with, with the full-on sunlight thing has been haven't happened? done the sunlight okay. uh, antarctica was like that though okay when we did summer antarctica you'd the sun would go down and the moon would come up within minutes of each other but it was still light gotcha okay so how does that, <laughs> how does that play on you though like i mean it's having, weird it, trying to yeah. go to go to sleep it's really quite weird because yeah. it's like no party it's like no 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 it's, it's sleep time <laughs> sleep it's time really, i know that's hard i mean the opposite of course is winter when you mm. you know you don't have that daylight and you're desperate to have it and I think it's really funny, they've got this um, custom in Norway and I had to ask about it because all the windows are always open with the, the curtains apart and there's there's always a lamp in the window. And I asked them why, you know, that was. And they said, well, because it's so dark in winter and they leave the light on all night and leave it open so mm. you, can, you can see in it just giving them that extra feeling of not being in complete darkness. So it's quite, nearly every house you see is, is yeah. like that. So okay. it's quite unusual. But this voyage, as we're t just talking about it, a 12-day is the classic round trip from Bergen back to Bergen. You go up as far as Kietnes, which is getting really close to Russia. And it was actually more bombed uh, than Dresden, which we always hear about Dresden and how bombed Dresden was during the war in Germany. But actually, I didn't know this till I did this voyage, that Kietnes was actually more bombed than Dresden and they've got this wonderful underground tunnel system you can go through where the women would take the children and they'd go and once they heard the sirens go and they'd all go down there and there's this wonderful statue to the women because if some women were killed or, or just missing or didn't didn't get there but all the children they made sure all the children did so the other women would just look after the children so there's this wonderful monument to the women of Kirkness who just mm. cared you know, for all these kids during the war. But look, the actual voyage itself, you're going to absolutely stunning little coastal towns and villages. As I said, you can do the 12-day uh, round trip and you visit 34 ports on that. But if you happen to go in the summer months as well, you can go into the most beautiful fjord called Gerengia Fjord. And I was lucky enough, not on the vessel, we actually disembarked the vessel because we were in November and sometimes they can't, you know, it's starting to ice up a little, etc. But we got into this fjord and honestly, it, the reflection you would have sworn, you wouldn't if you turned your photo around, you wouldn't know which way was up or down. How you cool know, is that, though? That's I mean, picture postcard stuff. If you can it? just picture that in your mind's eye, it was just absolutely stunning. So if you haven't done this, and it's always called the most beautiful voyage, and I certainly think it is, and you can do all sorts of optional things, again, depending on the season you go. Like if you're going in winter, you can go you know, dog sledding with the huskies. You'll go and visit deer. You'll see reindeer. You'll, you can actually stay in an ice hotel um, as well well there's all sorts of interesting things you can do so 
just put that there, that it's something that if you haven't done that part of Scandinavia or any part of Scandinavia for that matter, consider doing that voyage because they are working vessels. They're not luxury cruise vessels. They're vessels that are dropping things off at the ports all the way along. Some of the ports, you, you might be there at midnight or two in the morning, so you'll be asleep and you won't see it. Mm. But if you're doing the round trip, you'll, you'll visit them again. But okay, they do yep. some different on the way up, on the way back. But they do some are you know replicated. Um, but you can also just do the one way trip if that's what you prefer to do, and just have more time in Bergen at the end and Kirkness at the other end. Lovely, lovely part of the world. Uh, I have a friend who lives in Sweden, and and he's done the trip twice in summer and winter, and he just says it's even more beautiful than Sweden. He considers Norway the most beautiful of all the yeah. Scandinavian Somewhat countries. Somewhat the jewel of Europe, there, isn't it? So yeah, and I mean. It's just stunning. I was stealing your notes, but it was just a, a nice picture on here. What you were talking about before, yeah. Sally, with the you know with the water, Reflection. And that, that mirror image. It, yeah. yeah, no, it is absolutely stunning. So, so sorry if you needed those, by the way. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, it's all good, Mark. It's all good. But yeah, as I said, you can do it all year round because it's not cut off by weather because they have to run it because they are dropping off stuff. So it operates all year round. It's just up to you to pick what season you think you'd like to see it under. It was snowing when we went. We were a bit early. We saw a faint glimmer of the of the Northern Lights because I said we were November. So if you really want to see them in full you know, a spectacle, you need to probably go later, like from December on, even probably into January. And they do have an offer too that if you if they guarantee for you to see the lights and if you don't, you get another cruise free. Well, that's that's putting your money where your Mouth. where your nature is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> so you can always keep that in mind as well. You can go there back again for have a second cruise. You know, but there'd be some people that will be hoping that they did. didn't see the lights. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, he's he's not here at the moment, so you know, you know who actually would be hoping for that? Kev, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, no, no, the damn lights are here and I've missed out on a free cruise. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, but anyway, being all, in all seriousness, no, it mm. is a fantastically beautiful part of the world and it, it is something that, like our Kimberley Coast, again, the complete antithesis of colour and et cetera, but, but, but stunning all the same. So, yeah, definitely have it on your list if it isn't. Get ready to wrap things up with our travel guide, Sally Lucas, for Talking Travel today. And uh, Sally, we've done the Kimberley, we've done uh, Norway, we've found uh, a loophole for Kev and his cheapness, <laughs> uh, some hot deals and, uh, and a whole lot of stuff. Here we go. Here we go. Well, we were talking Hertie Gruton, and just to let you know, they do have a special offer for their 130th anniversary, which is 25% off the second guest on any of their classic voyages, which is mainly the, not the ones going up around Iceland and so on, they do do like other areas, but actually doing that coastal part of Norway. That's not bad. Like for a couple, it's 25% yeah, sure. off the second guest. You've got a book by 31 August and it's on any of those classic voyages, one way or return trip voyages. So keep that in mind. Um, now, Princess Cruises, they've announced their 2025 Alaskan cruise program and they've now got some good discounts and reduced deposits available on sale now. Um, so keep that in mind if you're thinking a long way ahead. It's Sometimes it's nice to be able to plan that far ahead for 2025. Um, and they've also got the new season of cruising South America for 2024 into 2025 as well with some good rebates and special offers that all go through to August as well. So keep those in mind. 
bit closer to home, Lord Howe Island. Again, another one of my favourites. I like talking about my favourites, um, <laughs> in case you haven't gathered. Well, it's a whole big world. It's not all about you, Sally. There's no, a, I know. But, but for but the I'm, next 30 seconds, it definitely but, is. Okay. So Lord Howe, they've got lots of actually good uh, packages available at the moment. I'm just giving you an idea of a lead-in one. It's a, it's a seven-night package with return air going in there. You're only allowed 14 kilos of luggage, remember, when you go to Lord Howe because it's on a small aircraft. So nice. they've only got a short air strip, so you're only on a dash eight. So just keep that in mind. But you get your transfers seven nights in a king room. You They provide evening restaurant transfers for you as well. And you can either do it Export Macquarie um, if you want to drive up and have a little holiday and do it out of there or for anyone who lives further along the coast, or you can do it ex Newcastle. Now, if you book by the 1st of September, these packages are available to travel between 2 October and 17 December and 17 March and 5 April next year. And they're roughly about $2,800 for the whole lot. So that's quite good value for money. And a little bit further north than that, you've got similar deals available to Norfolk Island. Again, everything from self-contained all the way through to a full resort-style accommodation. All their packages to Norfolk always include car hire for their, their seven nights. They include the airfares, and you always get lots of other things, like it might be two free tours, it might be the progressive dinner they do, or it might be a ghost tour, or it, you know, all sorts of things. And and they're again round about the two and a half thousand for a seven night package with lots of inclusions. For the rail enthusiasts, um, there's a 15 day New Zealand highlights tour that is operating from October this year with departure dates November, December, February, March into April next. Next year. Now, this is 14 nights of classic accommodation with breakfasts and dinners, and you're getting to do some wonderful train journeys. So you go on the Northern Explorer train from Auckland to Wellington, then across on the ferry, which is a gorgeous little ferry ride from Wellington across to Picton, very pretty. Coastal train from Blenheim to Christchurch, and you also do the Transalpine train from Christchurch to Greymouth, which is quite spectacular. And of course, you're visiting Queenstown and all these other areas as well, the Marlborough wine areas, you're doing tree top walks you're doing there's lots of inclusions on those so just keep that in mind if you're a rail enthusiast and for ladies there's a ladies only this is a new one a kenya adventure a group tour one departure only 20 june next year it's 10 days and you, you're going to oh, tick off a bucket list of all the wonderful places again gorgeous area. Uh, includes Amboseli, Lake Nakuru, the Masai Mara National Park, uh, the Rift Valley, etc. Um, Masai Mara. It just, it's just absolutely a stunning part of the world again. I only talk about stunning parts of the world, by the way, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> Not the dodgy bits, just all the good bits. <laughs> so for ladies, that's something lovely you can do and you, you, you're going to do other things like going to Daphne Sheldrick's Elephant Orphanage, where I have two elephants that I adopted when I was there 10 years ago and I'm still adopting them. You go to the Giraffe Centre, you go to the Karen Blixen Museum, um, you go to a bead factory, you have hosted lunches, you go to a, a women empowerment centre, you visit a local school. So it's really catering for the ladies. So that is just something new and fantastic. And also Ponant Cruises, the French company, they've now got their 2025 departures available for the whole Pacific Island region on the beautiful vessel, the Paul Gauguin. And these are a range of itineraries through French Polynesia, the Marquesas, Fiji, etc. So if you're, again, thinking ahead and they've got 30% off, they sort of say 
it's like, you know, how we talk about airlines and how you start with a fare and as the seats get less available, the fares go up. Yes. Right. Yeah. So you, you get in early. Same with this sort of thing. Ponant does the same thing. They start with 30% off. So if you get in early enough, you get 30% off. Closer you leave it a bit longer, time. it might be yeah. 25 and then tw- and so on. So again, the earlier you get in, the bigger, you know, or the better the discount you receive. So look, I think that's about it for this week, Mark. Yeah, I think that'll do us. That do. If, if we can't find something in there you like, you're not trying hard enough, I guess. <laughs> All right, Sally, have yourself a great uh, weekend. Look forward to some more Talking Travel Week from here. And you've got some family coming over, so get back to them. I will, definitely.